Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast. I am your host, Sam. And as I am every week, I am joined by some very talented individuals as we discuss today's podcast topic of LGBTQ plus in gaming. But before we get into any of that, let me introduce who I have with me this week. First, let's start off with Taz. Taz, how are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Sam? I am doing all right. Again, Sam has had a hard day. Things were ingested. Um, but we're going <laughs> to keep it moving. Um, Sarah, how are you? Hi, I am good. I am tired from a nice long car ride, but, you know, we are thriving. We are chilling at home. We got a cat on my lap. I ain't mad. Nice. Again, is it a black cat? Because, you know, Halloween. It is. It is. It's my spooky little mm. bean. Oh. Spirit animals. Yes. Hmm. Next, Puppet, how are you? I am fantastic. Can I tell you why? Why, Puppet? Because my fairy godmother of fur babies has blessed me again. And uh, yesterday for my birthday, Emerald Rays brought me a hamster. <gasps> and I just want to cry. I'm so excited. His name is Davos. And he's salt and pepper. Just like Davos's beard. And um, I'm in love. I just spent like $300 at Petco to get him all the things. So I'm a, I'm a happy clam. It's, it's a good week, everyone. We had a great party last night for Halloween. Hell We're yeah, turning we it around. Wednesday's my birthday. We're going to have a frat-themed party. We're going to wear trash bag togas and drink out of solo cups. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm really sad. I want to go. I know. <laughs> I want you all there so bad. Can you uh, just like put me on a tablet, you know, and I can like, like, carry put around. me up against the wall? Yes. Yeah. Just, just like have you in the corner. <laughs> I'm also fantastic because um little Eva is here with us today. Um and she's awesome and and adorable. So it's a good day. And everyone wish Puppet a happy birthday. You said on Wednesday, hopefully when this podcast come out comes out. And if not, Wish I have a birthday anyway. Doesn't matter. Every it's it's my birthday all week, actually. I've been saying it's my birthday week. So Shannon, how hey. are you? I am doing pretty good. Yeah, so I'm excited because I'm actually here in the room with Puppet. And she's like my favorite person. Oh, um, you can poke her if you wanted. Good. <laughs> there it is. Um <laughs> Yeah, my week's been good. Halloween was, you know, a great time, as always um yeah long week at work but now i'm here cozy and warm yeah tanny how are you oh, hi i'm i'm doing okay it's been one of those mondays though you know where you just kind of wish you could crawl back into a little hole and pull the blanket over your head and pretend like it never came that's 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 my monday it's not all it's not all morbid and, and all that good stuff it's just you know all that good thing called mental health and trying to stay on top of that and busy with work and it's just the reality of life, you know? But I did manage to go to the drugstore to pick up my pills and go to the grocery store, which is not very normal for me to go to the grocery store. I usually order groceries because of energy levels. So I did something on like A plus, you know, like on top. So there you go. Positive. Yay! Gold star for the day. Yeah. Some That's people awesome. may be like, um, 
you know, going to the grocery store is not something to celebrate. And if you have mental health, you will understand why I say yes. Yes, it is. Yep. It's all about the spoons, man. You save them wherever yep. you can. Exactly. Those spoons is what does it. Man, you don't know the struggle I had this past week of just like literally sitting in my car and just being like, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Those <laughs> like, false ads. Just like, all right, I got it. Because again, I have no food here. I have, to, uh, but I, mm, I don't want to. So I totally understand. I am glad you made those steps, though. Thank Very you. Good. Thank you. As a and, and I'm happy to be here with you guys. So, you know. And last, but certainly not least, our she daddy, Martha. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, just sitting in a rental car. Just picked up my sister from the airport. And uh, yeah, she's she's uh, out wandering in a park. <laughs> um, I'm sitting here with you guys. Uh, she's just yeah, I'm just breathing in that Pacific North wet. Um, yeah. Oh, there she is. Actually, hi. She's she's approaching the car, the vehicle. She's approaching the vehicle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh yeah, uh, Halloween was fun. Dressed up as Kirby, did a few uh voice dubs, might bring that in to this podcast episode. So mm. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. And we'll be right back with what we've been playing. See you on the other side. Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with one of our main segments of what we are playing, which is really self-evident. Basically, we talk about what we've been playing for the last week or so. And I guess I will start out. I am continually, you know, playing the game. Yay me. Um, called Demon Slayer. Might have heard of it. It's a little anime that popped off like a year or so ago. Season two is going on right now. Again, playing more online. I learned my main. Nezuko is very slow, which makes me sad. She is very, she's not. She's so she's very, cute. I love her. She's I'm very cute, really, but she's but that, slow. That doesn't sound right. Like her character is really, really fast because she's a demon. It Compared to the other sword users, like Zenetsu is just Sonic on like whatever drug you want to put him on. He's just too fast. I mean, the he's other, bad in general, but yeah. Tanjiro is also faster. Like it's it's doing a combo and then getting knocked out of it because mm. I'm plus and they're minus versus me. Like they can get out of it so quickly. Mm. Um so learn that. Also learn for the new children that um they don't do losses. Like you only see how many people how many things someone has won, and also if they've ever disconnected, which is okay. A part of me would still like to see their win-loss record because, like, if you won 100 games but also lost 1,000, then it's like, eh. (laughs) Like, your percentage isn't that good. But you don't get to see that. You only get to see the wins and disconnects. 
I've also learned that I guess for the new generation, they don't do what we like to call the quote unquote run back. Um, either they win one, I win one, and then they just leave. And I'm like, but I want my run back though. <laughs> like I just run it again. I really wanted to run it run it again. Even if I win, even if I like three stock them, like I still want them to run it again. Like maybe you just had like a bad chance. Like oh okay. And I've learned I run into that more often than not. Like probably more than 80% of my games are just one match and then they're gone. Which again, maybe that's just how they want to do it. I don't know. Again, still having fun with the game, still learning different combos, trying my best to have my Nezuko be good and just realizing I have to find a new main because she's just too slow. But I am having fun. Again, if you would like to challenge me on the interwebs, I am playing on PlayStation and I will probably win at least one one game. I'm not going to be that egotistic and say I'm going to win all of them. But I'll win at least one. Um, I think I, I don't know. Last week. I can't remember. I, I, so I would be surprised if, it, if it's not. But I don't know. I, that was that would make me not buy it on PC because I don't know. And mm. with playing other games that are multiplayer on PC that are bigger games, you I've noticed versus my PlayStation how my PlayStation I can't get games like quick versus something on my PC where I'm looking through Steam or whatever and I'm just sitting here for like 20 minutes trying to get a match. So that's something I can look into to see. But uh, as of right now, I'm not sure. I just quickly Googled it. It is not cross platform. <sighs> PlayStation people. Yeah. Ah, but it's all right. But anywho, that was me. That is what I've been playing. Um, Taz, what have you been playing? Uh, not a lot has changed since last week. Uh, still rocking Konosuba Fantastic Days every single day, trying to get those polls on the dope waifus. Um, and then still rocking Kingdom Hearts uh, 1.5 remix, uh, specifically the first game about halfway done. I am playing on proud mode. Um, I played proud mode or actually it was critical mode when it came out for Kingdom Hearts three. That is a booty kicker. That'll I did that on new game plus with the ultimate weapon. That is some, you know, tough nuggets, man. That that's hard, but proud mode in Kingdom Hearts one. I wanted to give myself a little challenge, get that achievement. Uh, I wasn't able to do a uh, no continue run, which means if I die, I don't hit continue. Yeah, I just hit can load the game. It still counts. Uh, but I accidentally messed up. So <laughs> really, like, really early on. Actually, not really early. Like, I grinded the first, like, island part because I'm trying to grind as much as I can. Uh, and the way I had the settings, because uh, if those of you don't know, when you play Kingdom Hearts, the very, like, the first hour is super, or the first, like, half hour is very, like, weird. Weird intro. Um, but it asks you like some questions like what are you most afraid of things like that and depending on your answer is, to, is uh, like it changes the way you gain experience so in certain questions um you can gain levels one through 50 faster but then much slower 50 to 100 whereas i'm doing i answer the question specifically to do uh gain levels 50 to 100 much quicker so the beginning of the game is like a little bit more difficult. So I'm kind of grinding, getting those XP points, trying to get my abilities in. I'm rocking. Um, I'm in uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas world with Jack Skellington and all that. Um, still love the game. Great soundtrack. My favorite series of all time. So I run through that. So that's what I'm playing. Very nice. And Sarah, I have 
I have missed you. Hi. So Sarah, what have you been playing? Sam, I will give you one guess as to what I am playing. <laughs> oh God. God of War 2, because that's your favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. No? no? No dice, no. no dice. I think that's also critically acclaimed. Oh. It might be. It may be. Are you I'm playing really the sure. Final Fantasies? I am playing Final Fantasy XIV. XIV online. Online. Mm. I, I do have to get prepared. We got Endwalker Early Access coming up in 17 days. I gotta be prepared. Gotta max <laughs> out the classes. Gotta finish up the Shadowbringer story. We are getting down to the wire, y'all. So, you know. I also didn't get to play yesterday because I was at a wedding, and I think that's the first day in a very long time that I haven't played, <laughs> and that's kind of... <laughs> kind of shameful, I guess, because... How how big of a running streak has this been that Final Fantasy has been my game of the week? A while, <laughs> yeah. For a while, for a while. Uh, but I did also play um, a bit of Drinks with Frenemies last night. Mm. Uh, some after wedding party. And it's so cool because now my husband introduces them as like, yeah, like there's this like indie brand that we met at PAX and blah, blah, blah. We want to support them. And it's really cute. It gets, it guilts people into playing a drinking game when they don't want to. Um, but it's a really fun game. So it's been fun to kind of have that little like subtle, like indie brag, like, hey, we talked to these people. Sarah interviewed these people. Come play the game. Oh, yeah. Awesome. It's really cute. But yeah, that's it. Unless you want to hear about Final Fantasy. Got a I few mean, more classes to level 80, but you know, we, we don't need to go on about that. Sarah, I just want you to know, I am very happy that you enjoy that game. I do. It, like, it, I... it is truly made for me. Aww. That makes me smile. It really does. Like, it's Aww. just to enjoy a game that much, like something that I strive to, which I really haven't hit. So kind of like I'm left out a little. Anywho, well, I, um, I hope you find your critically acclaimed MMORPG <laughs> one day. Thank you, Sarah. Puppet, what have you been playing? Well, I haven't played a whole lot of stuff this week um, because of computer issues and also just life. Um, it is a busy week for sure, but um, I have been, I did play at Eve's Wake. And um, that just came out this last week. Um, I demoed that back at IWOCon, and I think um, Tani mentioned it last week, and it reminded me of it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I want to play this. So I played the first couple hours, and um, it is, it's great. So um, at Eve's Wake, it's by Sugar Rush Studios, and it's, um, it's an interactive horror story. And, of course, it's inspired by Lovecraft's work, like a lot of wonderful indie horrors. Um, and it's super interesting. It's based, um, the story is based in um, the Netherlands. And I feel like I have seen this, like, um, pattern of horror games that are based in the Netherlands um, and that have some kind of, like, family cult-esque aspect. Oops, I said ass. I didn't mean to. Oops. Whoa. Uh, gotta <laughs> How dare you? Out. I know. See, it's it's me with a potty mouth this time around. <laughs> um, sorry. Wow, I'm tired. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's it's been um super great. The story is super fascinating. 
Um, and one of my favorite horror movies right now is uh, Midsommar, and I kind of get some Midsommar vibes just from the whole, um, this gal's walking in, or this person, they actually ask you if you, how you identify, which is really cool. Um, and you're this person who just like walks into the situation and you're like, how did I get here? We're playing this weird game that is super ancient and nobody's telling me the rules. And everybody's like super, super okay with the person who was just murdered in the other room. Like it's a normal thing. Uh, okay, this is weird. So yeah, uh, super, super great time. Um, but that's and that's, it came out early. Yeah, it did come out early because it was supposed to come out on Halloween, yeah. but it came out a couple days earlier. I think for the Steam sale that was happening for Halloween. So yeah, I squealed a little bit. I saw it and I was like, ah. And yes. I, like I, I got the email and immediately bought it. I haven't played it yet, but yeah, it's 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 something else. It's so good. Anyway, that's me. And next we have Shannon. Shannon, what have you been playing? Oh man, well, not a lot. Uh, kind of like puppet life has been insane. <laughs> but um, I've been playing a lot of when I play Planet Zoo. It's this uh pretty nerdy like sandbox style game if you remember zoo tycoon yeah from the old days yeah so it's like the spiritual successor to that game it's like a million times better things run a lot closer to how an actual zoo runs which is fun because i work at the zoo um yeah shannon has a key to the zoo i tell everybody that It makes me sound way cooler than I actually am, but you know. What do you do? What do you do? I need to know. Um, currently I am a gardener, so like seasonal gardening. Yeah, it's pretty dope. She smuggled. She smuggled me in one time. Oh yeah. Don't admit that. No. Don't don't admit that on the podcast. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, cut that from there. (laughs) Just wink, wink, not not. You know, illusion of the mind. If if she could, if if they allowed her to, but of course Shannon sure. would never, yeah, never right. do such a thing. Yeah, but on that same uh, topic, you know, Shannon, when I, when I come, I, I'm assuming you're in Seattle. I think you're in Seattle. I'm not sure. I am. Okay, so next time I come, just be like, oh, this is this is a Canadian bringing some like you know Canadian dirt for me for my gardening and smuggle me in. I'm just thinking that's such a great idea. Wow, I yeah. will always remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring Canadian dirt like the code word. Yeah. Like I won't know you in person. You just say, "Hey, hey, Canadian dirt." And you're like, oh, and then you'll shit. be like, "Oh, that's you, that's you." <laughs> I just see what. <laughs> I love this. Uh, anyway, now I'm like upset because I just heard about this Steam sale, and I'm a baby when it comes to gaming, so I didn't know that was happening, and I could have bought some Planet Zoo DLCs. Oh well, one day. Um, other than that, I kind of have a running love affair with Stardew Valley and just kind of go to that as my comfort game. Although another game that has been a good comfort game is Lost Ember. Anybody heard of that? Yes. It's no. this like indie. Oh, my God. Mark can tell you a little bit more about it, too, if you're ever interested. Um, it's this really cool indie game, really well developed for what it is. Um, and you're like this wolf and you go through this story um and the story blows your mind two different times there's two twists that you don't even like oh my god it like made me have an emotional spiritual experience it's an incredible game but anyway yeah that's what i'm playing all right and 
Tanny, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I streamed for the very first time uh, for over two weeks on Saturday. And uh, I streamed my first playthrough, well, first time, I guess. Well, okay, back it up. I do this every time. And I did it the first time you asked me this question, too. But uh, oh. so I played, I started playing Divinity 2. And it was the first time that I played it. However, I played it for like a couple hours way back in the day where the only part I finished was the intro, which is getting off the boat. Um, and then that's it. And so this time I played past that and into the world of Divinity 2. I mean, I'm on an island. I think it's still technically the tutorial stuff, but like the game is massive like that. Uh, but so far, I'm very pleased. Very pleased. I um, My D&D bone is getting itched quite nicely. Um, I haven't played D&D in a very long time, and the game gives me a lot of, like, little, you know, all the feels uh, when it comes to that. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm digging it. So I'm having a really good time so far. Um, so yes, my, my D&D bone has been itched. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, like, normal, you know, my Genshin dailies, because very much like Taz, I gotta get them waifus, you know? So... Yeah. It's not, it's, it's just, if you play a gotcha game and you, you know, it's all about the waifus. Um, and last week I mentioned, I started playing Traveler's Rest. Um, it's an er a game that's in early access, very indie, uh, very fresh. And I kind of like, I've been playing with my buddy and we were playing it on Steam Share. I always forget the name of this. Yeah, Steam uh, Share? No, it's a, a, a remote play. Thank you. I don't know why I could never remember the proper name for the dumb thing. Anyways, and it actually worked really well in remote play. I was actually very, very shocked by it. And um, either way, we played for quite a few hours. And I kind of feel like I've hit the end of the content that they currently have. Like, it's like, there's still stuff that, you know, you can do. But it's at that point where it's like, okay, well, why? You know, like, I think I'm at that point. So I'm like, waiting now for like some more updates. But like, 10 out of 10 had a lot of fun with Traveler's Rest. Um, so if you guys are looking for like a a fun little uh, game to jump into and you want to be a bartender and own your own tavern and make booze and garden and make, you know, porridge and I mean, stuff, <clears throat> beep, then that's the game for you. Thank you, Tanny. And <laughs> lastly, Martha, what have you been playing? So... Um, I am playing a very, very indie game developed by me. Um, this is uh, called Return Sandy Cheeks to Texas. And I um, printed out Sandy on a piece of paper, laminated her, um, and she is with me. And the object objective of the game is to just take pictures with Sandy along the way. And uh, this game was inspired by um, the love that I have for um, this uh, this five-year-old named Eva, Shannon's daughter. Oh. Um, so, so you want to say hi? No? Oh, yeah. She's busy drawing. She's Aww. drawing. <laughs> Um, but I will be taking suggestions. So anything you guys, um, yeah, any, any, anything that 
y'all want to uh want me to take pictures of wood sandy i am open to those so um yes it'll be a, a pile in- of tin cans <laughs> <laughs> all right that's um, that's yeah right <laughs> what's this a pile of tin cans <laughs> sandy that's your worst disguise yet what is then what does she say <laughs> no it ain't spongebob this is <laughs> um martha that reminds me of did you ever um uh do flat stanley when you were in school you ever heard of this um i did hear about flat stanley um yes. but i never actually played it yeah oh but it's see? yeah it's kind of a uh um yeah kind of a uh Similar, off, similar idea. Offshoot, yes. yeah, a similar idea to Flat Stanley. It's um, Flat Sandy. Flat Sandy, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so that's what I'm currently playing as of today and onward for the next two weeks. Well, thank you, Martha. I really do appreciate all the things you said there about the sandy cheeks and everybody else that gave again what they've been playing for the last week or so and we'll be right back with the question of the week see you there Welcome back to the Game Raven Review Podcast with our question of the week. Every day in our Discord, we post a question. Um, it could be to which link do you like better? What horror game do you like the most? It can be pretty much anything like that. And if you'd like to join our Discord, please go to GameRavenReview.com and there will be a link to our Discord right on that page. The question I pulled this week as we had Halloween, like literally like yesterday. Um, and to me, Halloween is kind of cosplaying. It's just with candy. So the question I pulled is, have you ever cosplayed? And I guess I will burst that bubble for everyone. I've done it like once. And oh. it was for Halloween. And I was pretty much the last airbender, basically. Oh, um, nice. Martha was there, I believe. Yes. Yes. Martha was there. Um, I enjoyed myself. I was like, and we also had this really cool moment where we were at a Chipotle because at, at that time, Chipotle said, if you came dressed as a costume for Halloween, you got your food for free. And I was like, yeah, only reason I really came for this party. <laughs> but it was really cool because in that line, there was also an Azula and a, um, not Iroh, ah, Zuko. And I was like, yo. And then the Zuko was gender bent too. So it was like really dope. It was like, we all explained to each other like the Spider-Man meme. It was like, we know who you are. I know who you are too. So happy. I think I still have that picture somewhere. Somewhere on the internet probably. But yeah, like that was the time that I cosplayed. I thought I did all right, you know, with my outfits and things. But let's go around the room. Puppet, have you ever cosplayed? Me? Hi. Yes, you're talking to me. Sorry. <laughs> 
was distracted by the small child. Um, uh, okay, so I have once. Mm. And actually more than once. Maybe. <laughs> um, I have cosplayed as a member of Team Valor when playing Pokemon Go because I just want everybody to know that good I'm choice, from good Team choice. Valor and it's the best ever. So there's no question as to which team I'm on. I'm a very, uh-huh. very proud member. I'm disappointed in you. You know Super what, Penny? I'm disappointed in you. So you don't you know even what? know what team I'm on. Well, so... I I know it's not Valor from well, your yeah, tone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> instinct. Oh my. Oh, okay, geez. so it's okay though. It's okay because there's a oh, little yeah? coin you can get in the shop that allows you to change teams. So I know you oh, made a mistake. So? Uh huh. But you can change it. We can, you know, it's it's forgivable. Oh. It's forgivable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'll remember this moment, puppet. I'll remember yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's my answer. <laughs> All right. And Tani, as you were also in that conversation, have you ever cosplayed? Yeah, I have. Um, I, I've been known to throw a cosplay together here and there. Um. <laughs> Yeah, um, one of the most recent ones I did was uh, Shinobu Kocho from Demon Slayer. Cool. Yeah. And uh, she's super cute. I love her. She's fantastic. Um, So yeah, I did that. And um, if any of you guys know Violet Evergarden, I cosplayed as Violet Evergarden. I love that. I love her. Oh my god. That must have been so fun. Oh my god. I'm so jealous. (laughs) <laughs> i love her she's such a fantastic character and if any of you guys have watched that anime i will be very 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 shocked if you did not at least cry once yeah while watching that anime i blubbered like a fish almost every single episode it was whew. and it's just gorgeous the animation uh-huh. is gorgeous yes did oh, you so see the well movie? yes i did oh so good so freaking good oh i'm getting goosebumps thinking about it See, and that's when you know it's a good anime. Yep. But yeah. Um, so yeah, so I've done that. I've also done Card Captor Sakura. Um, yeah, a little Lolita version um, outfit that she has. Uh, did you have the staff? I did not have the staff, no. But, but I did have cards. So, yeah, that's know. awesome. I mean, there's that, oh. you know. Um, but yeah, off the top of my head, that's like, that's the most three recent ones. So here you go. Very nice. Shannon, how about you? Um, man, I'm thinking of all the times I haven't cosplayed and it's like too many, but the one time I went to the Harry Potter Deathly Hallows part one um, premiere as Trelawney. And it was just fun because I could just act like a crazy, unhinged, you know, person. Basically my true self. Um, Just covered in a bunch of random stuff like necklaces. I had this little wand that I made from some gangly tree. And it was great. It was super fun. Um, One of my friends that I went with cosplayed as J.K. Rowling and just showed up in a suit. And it was fantastic. Sarah. I don't know the answer to this. But have you cosplayed before? Uh, yes, and actually, you were a witness to the only times that I've cosplayed. 
Um, I cosplayed as Hilda from Fire Emblem Three Houses and Tifa from yes. Final Fantasy VII when we were at PAX West. And it was the first time I really cosplayed. I've, you know, done the occasional costume and, like, dressed up for other things. But those were the first, like, planned, this is what I'm going to wear, this is what I'm going to do um ideas that i had although hilda's wig like fell apart so she turned more into annette because we had the same hair color uh weird thank god those characters were just like school kids who wear uniforms so it was kind of an easy changeover but i also apologize i, I have a cat trying to bump my face right now no <sighs> he knows it's spooky season all right martha have you cosplayed Yes. Um, the the first the first memory that I guess comes to mind for me um, was in like two thousand and seven um, when I dressed up as Pandora from uh, Guitar Hero Encore. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> wow. Cool. Eighties. Um, and I I yeah it was I just walked around with my controller. <laughs> and uh and rocking this uh um blazer i was like oh damn okay i think i'm queer um <laughs> shit i just I'm looked just, her like, up she's hot <laughs> um so that was really fun uh a fun cosplay uh yeah good memories walked around the mall mm -hmm. like yeah Show off Pandora, fucking hot as hell. Let's do this thing. So, yeah. beep beep beep. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes, not me this time. Last but certainly not least, this is Taz. And Taz, have you cosplayed or maybe even dressed up for Halloween before? Uh, I've never cosplayed. Uh, Puppet brought to my attention during PAX, and I thought it was a great idea that uh, next year for PAX I cosplay as Kirito. Um, alongside uh, Puppet because of her blue hair. She wanted to do uh, specifically Alfheim, this Alfheim saga, because uh, Asuna has the blue hair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and we go mm -hmm. together. I think it'd be sweet. Love that. Yes. Um, but I think the closest I've got, so for uh, Halloween this last year, I got a um, My Hero Academia training jumpsuit nice so that was cool so it was i wasn't like a legit i wasn't like a specific character i was just kind of like me but in the my hero world and the jumpsuit was pretty legit so i it felt cool you know it was it was pretty cool i didn't have any pockets so i'm like freaking out I'm like i don't know where to put my phone um i did ended up doing like the like the 50s like cigarette like packet thing and i just like rolled up my sleeves with my phone so that's kind of what was my like my my option um but that's the closest I've I've come, and I don't know, like, it's 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 a it's a uh, a scary thought of cosplaying just to me personally. Um, but I think it'd be like really fun and just like really exhilarating to like, kind of just be your favorite character or a character of something. So, so that's the closest I've got. But I have a plan. Very nice. I look forward to seeing the other cosplays you want to do. Again, if I can give a suggestion as also one of your favorite characters, I think you would be a dope Sora. I really do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah. you. 
I was gonna Although, say Taz because you just basically just cosplay every day of your hair. You just kind of look like you know any kind any any of the anime antagonists. I mean, sorry, protagonist. Well, antagonist, whatever. <laughs> I can rock an antagonist. I feel like you could do a really good light as well from uh. Mm, light Yagami. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm. don't even get me started on light. Mm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Continue, continue before this turns into a fest. Mm, you do have yeah. the hair. That could work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta have a little yeah. notebook. Gotta have your potato chips. I am here for it. Thank you. Thank you. You have my full support. Thank you. You're very well. And if you would like to answer the question of if you have ever cosplayed before, again, join our Discord. Link is on gameravenreview.com. And we'll be right back with our main segment for this podcast. See you on the other side. And welcome back to the Game Raven Review podcast with our main topic, talking about LGBTQ plus in gaming. And let's start off with kind of going around the room, our digital room of what is your connection with the Alphabet Mafia? Uh, Let's start with Shannon. I guess, first and foremost, I identify as a gay woman. Actually, cut that out because I don't like the word woman. Um, a gay female, a lesbian. Let's just go with like lesbian <laughs> is the easy answer. Um, yeah, so that's just how I identify as far as gender. Um, 19 year old teenage boy? I don't know, man. I wear a lot of hoodies, a lot of t shirts, a lot of ripped jeans. Um, yeah, that's, I don't know if that's a solid answer, but that's my answer. Yeah, it's your answer. There is no right <laughs> or wrong to this. And Sarah. Hi. How are you? I am good. So let's start off with you. What is your connection with the Alphabet Mafia? And how do you so, identify yourself as well? Yeah, so um, very, I guess, luckily, I identify myself as just a cis female, she, her pronouns. But I am definitely bi bi bi. Um, I call myself a bi con because I am bisexual. I have bipolar. I am a bimbo and I am a bad bleep. Um, so it is just it is me. I am I am bi. That is me. All right, and let's go to Puppet. Same question. Well, we kind of talked a little bit before the podcast, but um, I I have been an ally for uh about 10 years um and uh because my one of my best friends uh came out in high school and um that was a journey that he allowed me to be um witness to and uh changed a lot in me and um i have been an ally uh fervently ever since um and i'm also a polyamorous uh woman and um i know that sometimes there's a debate as to whether those who are poly are in the community um and 
So this question always like, uh, I don't know what my, I don't know what my connection is. I'm cis and I'm straight. So I'm an ally, I guess. But I guess you could maybe say I was queer just because of my relationship to relationships. I don't know. And the way I see love. Um, also, one of my partners is, or one of my husbands is uh, uh, a he them. So that's uh, super cool. And I love supporting them through that. So um, yeah, I guess that's me. Next, Tanny. Yeah. Uh, where is, or what is my connection? Um, well, I guess I got multiple connections in many different ways. Um, I mean, I, I, I know plenty of folks and I, you know, who are part of it in their own ways. And I've been, you know, lucky to say I've experienced a lot of individuals, uh, their journeys as they've gone through things and, you know, their discoveries and also their challenges. So, um, I feel really blessed to actually have seen quite a bit of different, you know, I guess you could say <laughs> alphabets, even though I hate that concept, but, um, but yeah, no. So like, I, I, I'm really happy that I'm involved in that kind of way and have so many different diverse people in my life, but personally myself, I am gender fluid pansexual. So, um, yeah, I mean, for in terms of pronouns, uh, people always ask what to what to do when it comes to using pronouns with gender fluid folks, and uh, you know, there's there's some folks who are gender fluid who prefer that you know people use the you know pronoun that they're identifying as that day and that you know that moment, and naturally that changes with whenever it changes for them, uh, and that's totally cool, but. Um, for, for me, it's just like, I, call me whatever you want. I identify by all the pronouns at, you know, some different time or another, right? So it's just like, whatever, use whatever ones, you know, you're comfortable with the most is usually what I tell people to go with, um, just because it's easier that way. Um, you know, that way people just don't feel too pressured and also awkward about using something. It's just like, yo, just use whatever one you think fits that moment. Why not? Go for it. Have fun. Um, then, yeah, in terms of like, um sexual orientation i am pansexual everyone is lovely everyone's beautiful mm. i love who i love and that's all it is you know moving on taz your turn uh yes uh my connection so i am a cis cis straight male he him um i've i it this is an interesting question. I'm I'm ready. I just like processing this. Um I guess my history with the alphabet mafia, it's been something that I don't know, it's kind of something that was just super casual to me growing up. Um and didn't really like hit a not necessarily hit a spark or something, but uh when I was in college and meeting uh Puppet and uh her husband Sunlit and kind of growing in that more of the social justice kind of uh realm um they they took me to my first uh pride events and stuff in seattle um it was cool it was great i've always I, you know i've had friends and have friends who are a part of the uh alphabet mafia but i don't know it, it just seemed uh like normal to me 
Um, but then, you know, of course, you know, going through the years in 2021, how the world is, you know, it's like, should it, you know, it, it's my, my path is I want to learn every single day constantly and, um, learn how to approach people and not assume things. And it's, you know, outgrowing those, those things that we grew up with in terms of social acceptance and kind of changing those, uh, what are now bad habits and into good habits and, um, being more positive and inclusive in my own personal journey, being a, uh, cis, uh, straight male, you know, it's of course, you know, it's not all about me. It's definitely about the ones that are being, um, pushed aside just for being who they are. And that's messed up to me. So I always want to learn every day and talk, have, have those conversations. So that's my, that's my connection. And I'm going to, I guess, and I guess to be specific, sorry, I totally missed this part. Um, you know, puppet being my wife, her also having another husband being in a polyamorous relationship, um, has definitely also opened my world a little bit, something I never thought I'd be a part of, but I, you know, it's, it's my life and I love the hell out of it. So, there you go. Oh. All right. Next is Shannon. Um, so I guess my foremost connection is my sexuality. I am a lesbian. Um, as far as gender, there was this um conversation I think I was actually having with Mar. Um, <laughs> oh, it's this combination of twink fairy boy and that's boy with an eye. Um, and then, like, femme fatale. Like, I can kind of swing around in those two waters. Um, but in general, I kind of just look like a little Twinkie Peter Pan. Um, and that's my presentation. <laughs> but, yeah. I remember that conversation very clearly. Yeah, it was the most accurate thing that's probably ever been said about me. All right. And Martha, how about you? Uh, so I have some lo-fi music playing in the background um, just to set the mood. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I identify as a cis female. Um, as far as my sexuality, I'm bisexual. I also am comfortable with also queer pan. Um but yeah, it's something that I, uh, a conversation that I've been continuing to um, exercise with my loved ones and with new people. And yeah. All right. And let's move to the next question. What characters and or games do you feel give representation? And let's see. Let's start with Puppet. Yes. I wanted to bring up Eastward a wonderful little indie game that recently came out. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, and there's a couple in Eastward that I just ship, and it's Princess Alva and Isabel. They just have the best relationship, and there's a couple scenes. Um, there's a couple scenes where you just, yeah, you just see their relationship unfold and how they work together and um, how deeply they love each other. And I just having so many wonderful friends around me with different kinds of relationships. Um, I just see a lot of my friends in those characters. And so um, if you have not played Eastward yet and you are interested, I'd highly recommend 
that game. Um, and I just, Princess Alva and Isabel, they're just, they're perfect. I love them. So that's, that's what I, that's the answer that I have here is just, that's a really great example of a, of a good, uh, representation. Um, me saying this as a, uh, as, you know, as a straight woman. Um, so I'm excited to hear everybody else's answers. And Tenny, I would like to go to you next. Same question. Um, so like, I kind of have like an overarching answer to this. Um, because like the the podcast itself is like you know LGBTQIA plus in gaming and you know I, I remember someone like I think it was at PAX maybe I don't know um, but someone was just like what is LGBTQIA plus in gaming um, and I, and I thought like you know that's kind of I don't know to me it was like almost like a silly question to ask because it's it's the same that you can say about any single thing. Like what is anything in gaming, you know, like LGBTQIA plus in gaming is, you know, the people who made the game, the people who play the game, the characters in the game, you know, anything that goes into like the actual experience. And so that's, that's also part of it too, right? The representation in it, whether, you know, there's characters who, you know, identify as as queer or gay, or, you know, if there's just content there that, you know, brings education and awareness and, you know, other other types of support or, you know, anything like that. Like, I think that's kind of like something to to point out though, is that like people are always like, what is it? And it's just such a silly question to me that I wanted to kind of touch on because it's like, you know, what is, I don't know, uh, God, what is cooking in gaming? Like, I don't know, like what is, what is war in gaming? Like what is straight people in gaming? Like, I, you know, it's just like, you can talk about those topics and it literally pertains to everything and everyone around it. Right. As well as the actual things that go into it. So, um, I just found that kind of silly. So, I mean, but anyways, I just wanted to bring that up, um, in case there were some people who are like, I don't understand, you know, um, what, what it is. And it's just, it's everything. Right. Um, that's my opinion. Again, Everyone has their own opinion, uh, and everyone's opinion is, you know, not wrong. It's all valid. So just wanted to share mine. Um, but in terms of the games kind of running off that, um, something that I really like is I like to play a lot of, like, um, sim-type games, like farming sim, um, city builders, um, economy stuff, and, like, you know, like just different types, like farming sim, stuff like that. And so, like, for example um you know stardew valley or uh harvest moon or you know those type of games where you can you know <laughs> marry someone or date someone um i remember it was like a huge thing when like you could all of a sudden you know date someone of the same gender and you know when that first happened in those type of games because typically that wasn't something that they allow and some games still don't let you do it which is kind of weird but like I really appreciate the fact that like it's becoming more normal in those type of, you know, um experiences that you know you can literally just 
date whoever you want to date and, you know, have that experience be as genuine as it is to you. The only other thing that I kind of see missing from a lot of those times, though, is, is, you know, how you identify, like, still they have, like, your character a lot of the times is female or male, and there's no, Mm -hmm. like, you know, (laughs) space in between for that. And I'm like, but bro, like, (laughs) like... That's kind of crappy for me. I either need to choose to be some like female character or some male character when like mm-hmm. I just kind of want to, you know, like be me, which is kind of anything at any time. So might as well just do like, you know, they them because it's the easiest way for me to feel kind of comfortable in those type of situations, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's kind of something that I think is like missing in that same sense. But I feel like some places are moving towards that where like you just kind of create a character and they don't ask you for a gender, um, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so um, that's what I, I, I think. I see representation being given to the community, but also the lack of completing that representation um, and how it can improve. So that's definitely something I like to bring up. Like I have a lot of dev friends who, um, you know, are making games and they're, you know, they're always asking, you know, what how to make it more queer inclusive and stuff like that especially if they have like relationships and and stuff like that so like i remember i, I don't know you guys probably know him jin from law mage academy um i think puppet you said he was like your first person that you guys yeah our first interview mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so back in the day um uh i was i was one of the first people who streamed his game and so we were talking about like the character and so like you know how there was a male or a female portrait um and like you know how i was like well you know it, it kind of was like are you female or male and so he ended up like changing it you know to be more representation of what do you look like and i think uh, was it fire emblem that did that too yes yeah yeah so fire yeah. emblem did that and i was like oh i think pokemon began doing that too in one of the newer ones where oh, you know they? Yeah, where it wasn't necessarily like, are you a boy or a girl? It's like, oh, which one is you? And like, you just toggle Mm -hmm. between the two options. And that I like, you know, it's not like, it's not pressuring. And it's also not making you like, choose like, necessarily how you identify. It's just like, hey, what do you look like? And I'm like, yo, I like that. So that's what Jim, uh, Jin actually implemented into um, his game. And I was like, I really like that aspect. And also, um, like, for example, I have my OC is a, a teacher in Law Mage Academy and they are non-binary. And so that's also represented uh, in his game as well. And so like, I love when devs are actually, you know, curious um, and actually ask questions and actually ask, hey, how can I make, you know, the community feel more included and, re- you know, represented, especially if they're not, you know, primarily in that community themselves, they're actually genuinely trying to, you know, um, build a comfortable experience for everyone in their community i think that that's such a great thing um in the gaming industry as a whole that like i think everyone should be doing to be able to give representation um to the community again see now i'm just going out tangent now i can just keep talking but uh i'm gonna stop here and uh give someone else a chance to talk (laughs) that's awesome yeah thank you for sharing that um i i uh yeah that's that's super inspiring and um i know jen listens to these podcasts so uh oh, does he yeah <laughs> he's been super jen, supportive of uh, jen you're such a lazy dev oh my god say. 
The tea. <laughs> it's an inside joke. It's an inside joke. Okay. It's an inside joke. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everyone's like, oh my God. It's like, no, no, no. If I call Jin Jimmy or say that he's a lazy dev, it's an inside joke. And he knows exactly what I mean. He's probably sitting there like cackling too, you know, if he's listening to this. So don't, don't worry. Don't worry. And Jen, if you ever want to come on the podcast to talk mess about Tanny, free oh, yeah. space to do so. Free space. Oh, that's, Get that's equal totally opportunity too. here. Equal yep. opportunity. You know, we're not going to just talk mess about the one, not the other. Mm-hmm. And that's how we show, that's how we show love. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how you show love. I guess it's only fair, okay. you know? See, equal it's fairness. Horrible. I mean, to be fair, to be fair, this man comes into my streams all the time and starts, to- and starts talking smack. Just immediately. So you know what? I feel like me, you know, giving it a back a little bit, like, you know, it's well deserved. I'm just saying. And if you're in Discord at all, he is the biggest troll. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, no, not just Discord. It's just him. He's a troll. That's Jim. Yeah, it's great. I don't even know mm-hmm. how he has time to troll people and make know. a game and be a freaking lawyer. It's crazy. Anyway. he's a genius. That's it. It's annoying. It's annoying, Jen, to the rest mm-hmm. of us. Next, we'll go to Shannon. That is such a good question, and T did such a good job just bringing a lot of uh, dimension to this conversation that we're having. Um, Because it does, at least for me, go a lot farther than, oh, you can choose to be in a relationship in a game with a boy or a girl. That still, like, keeps it on this binary, you know? And character choice is still constantly stuck on this, like, binary. but I can share so deeply that excitement of when games started letting you choose. Yeah. And Pokemon Crystal. I remember when that came out, losing my mind because I could choose to be not like a boy, you know? It was like, oh my God, I can be something else in this game. Um, this girl with like purple hair. That's, oh my God. It was, it was so cool to be able to do that um uh i i know that like sims 4 i think had this um set up now where they just ask these questions about the person you're making it's like can this person get pregnant can this person get other people pregnant yeah. like the only things that like matter to the like physics of the game and other than that you just make them Look and be however. You can pick pronouns. You can... Did they add the pronouns? Because I know I um, think, one of my one of my uh, close streamer friends that actually streamed for uh, led a whole campaign about that on their pronouns. Mm-hmm. And I know they're actually, they're working on perfecting it. So it's like really like chosen. So I think it goes mm-hmm. by, I think it defaults it to whether or not your sim can get pregnant or not is mm-hmm. how the pronouns get chosen. So now instead it's going to be a full, like, okay, instead of just he or she or just, like, gender neutral, you know, bringing in, like, mm-hmm. neo-pronouns and things like that. So I'm really excited to see that, like, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that, like, really ends up fleshing out. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it's awesome that they listen, too, because a lot of people, I feel like, games just say, well, it is what it is. We can't do anything mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. When I didn't know it was totally like that did. either. Because, yeah, like, no, my- it's really cool. My one streamer friend I know, uh, they, they're they non-binary as well, and they have, like, a mod where you put it yes. on, it's like your sim is, like, questioning or, like, mm. you know, all these other things. And, and so I knew that was happening, but it's kind of, you know, 
really nice to see that something like EA is actually taking that seriously to a degree. <laughs> like, like I didn't think they would. Yeah, they're awesome. they're trying. It's it's really awesome, and I know. I'm going, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut into this now, but basically yes. what I was going <laughs> to say too <laughs> is, uh, sorry, but, uh, cause you mentioned too, that your friend had a mod and I think that's been a uh -huh. really cool thing that I've seen so many games have really awesome, like modders and content creators that add these plug on plugins and different like things to the game that are either, you know, pronouns or changing what your character looks like. Or I know uh, my one friend who's polyamorous, she has a polyamorous Stardew mod. So like she has like three husbands right now in the game. So just having those things that, you know, outside of developers, people are creating to see themselves in the game is really awesome. Yeah. Um, thanks for cutting in, by the way. No, it's always yeah, good. I, I was like, oh, this, this is just too <laughs> perfect to not cut into. No, I like it better when it's like, a rounded conversation i don't feel like i need a pedestal but like thanks um the only other thing i really wanted to touch on was this game lost ember um the main relationship of this um person and their like story and their memories that you're following um is i want to say like lesbian it seems to be two female presenting people they're female sounding voices, but there's not a big deal made out of it. And I think that's what I'm the most excited for. Although I guess we're talking about that later, but I'm excited when things aren't put out as like, hey, look, you can do this. Oh my God, inclusion, all this stuff. Like it's exciting, but I'm so excited when it is just normal and it is just people and it's just human and that's it. I mean, it is normal, you know? Like, yeah. I also jump in. <laughs> There's a pet peeve that I have of kind of what you mentioned of the look what we did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, okay, are you going to do something with it? Or are you just proud of the thing that you did? Mm -hmm. Because, and again, I, my background is also in games, but also in movies and television where you'll have the, again, representation of, you know, either be a minority, be non-binary, and it's like, oh, cool, this person is that. Mm -hmm. And then nothing happens from it. It's just mm -hmm. something that I can tag in a news article mm -hmm. on BuzzFeed can be like the top 10 LGBT actors you didn't know about. And it's like, all right, cool, that's great. But that does nothing for the community or bringing that representation to anything. It's just... It's more like a put... spotlight than an actual right. representation. Yeah. Like, there, was make a... people uncomfortable. <laughs> there was a TikTok I saw that was saying basically that the the token queer character is usually not the main character, but like their friend or somebody in the group. And I like didn't think about it. It was there's this whole trend of like acting like, you know, oh, like this would be like, you know, my top scenes if I were like, I feel like this makes me sound like so cringy. But it's like if I was like the ditzy main character and somebody was like, oh, if I was like the bi best friend and I was like, you rarely see that in main characters. Or if you do, it's like a one one or two off thing where it's just kind of to get that you know, spotlight thing where they can say, hey, this person had a crush on a girl, so now she's bi, and now we're back to the regular story of her chasing over two incredibly bland white boys. So, like, it, 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 it's, it's very, very important when it's 
obviously not just for that publicity and spotlight. Well, and it like reduces that person or that character yeah. to, to this one dimension. And it's like, you know, I'm also a fully realized human. Or did I say the right? Fully realized human. It's that hard works. to the echo. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like but, it's yeah. it's what again in the media industry as a twofer. You know, this is a black female. Cool. We got the got the female audience and they're black. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Ooh, is that a black female tra- Oh, now we got three. That's a three fur. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And there's like you said that they're, they're not the main characters. <laughs> as I call, it. they're like the also starring as. Like they're mm-hmm. not in that intro where you see everyone's faces fade from black and turn to the camera. Like they're they're again they're the, the group shot. They're you right. know the right. they get that the one cool storyline of like, oh, I like this boy, but I don't know if boy like boys. And then that never goes anywhere. You never see that boyfriend again. And it's like, whatever happened to you and James? And it's like, eh, you know, we broke up. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, it's a punchline, even worse. Right. You're, you're you're the joke of the thing. Which sadly, older media did that a lot, and mm-hmm. now newer media is getting away from that. So yay! Um, as we get off this tangent, Sarah, I want to go to you. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, I've already tangented a lot into everybody <laughs> else's, and it touched on a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, I will say a really cool thing where I've seen a lot of new representation, not to me, I guess, per se, but um, Animal Crossing made an effort to really change their language for New Horizons, where it's a lot more gender neutral, um, starting from a game where if you were a girl, you had to wear a dress, and you were a boy, you had to wear a shirt. I think it's a really cool step that they had in the right direction. Uh, Still not perfect. Still sometimes I think there's some language where it's like, oh, like, sure, you can wear that. Um, But I love seeing these games progress. Or like we were saying with The Sims, where Sims 4 is now, you know, looking into those options. But uh, as far as indie games, I have been playing a game called Raveheart. And I love it because it's the uh, first game I've played where... There's a lot of games that are like, there's speculation over it. I was talking to the developer and they're non-binary and so is the main character. And it's really cool because they're, you know, saying that you find these things out through their story and it's not one of those big performative deals. It's just, that's who they are. And, you know, you realize it as, okay, yeah, they're always referring to them with gender neutral pronouns. And it is just really refreshing, especially in like, it's a space Final Fantasy-esque game. So normally those are like, you know, I guess they're typically, although I'm sitting here, I have Final Fantasy open on my other screen. I'm so sorry, um, you know, playing this game. But it typically is very, like, cut and dry. You have the cutesy girls and you have the burly boys. And it was nice to see something in a middle ground that was a lot more approachable. Um, and I got to see a lot of representation for my friends that are non-binary or gender fluid. And it's just, it's it's really cool. It's really cool to just see that it's in there as part of the story and not performative and not like an afterthought either. It was built around this character being non-binary. So it's really cool. That's it. I'll, I'll, stop, I'll stop there. And Martha, let's go to you. Um, okay, what characters of games do you feel get representation? Um, so uh, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but um, I'm at a cat cafe right now. So I hope you're able to, to hear me. Um, meow. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'd say 
the the game that kind of I, I'm very drawn to story driven games and I think the first one that really stood out to me was Life is Strange um, and I think that the relationship between like the two main main characters um, that kind of helped I guess like drew out the the aspect of questioning because I think for for me um, that was like a huge part of my coming out was I was just kind of questioning everything and so to have uh, to see that representation of like oh okay like you can actually explore your own sexuality through this relationship in a way it was comforting to see that representation and um, and uh, sorry there's just a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of things happening right now um, where I am um, a lot of bells and cats. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and the game that was kind of mentioned earlier, um, Lost Ember. So I, I kind of played through that game with Shannon too. Like we kind of played it around the same time, and I guess to share my pers- my uh, perspective on that um, game, it really. Um, helped to create that like safe atmosphere to um to see something like normalize see a see relationships normalized and um yeah i i'm always looking for safe spaces and to to i to come across it was a was a true gift um i think for ara wherever you are in your your journey like i think that that's that's a really great game to um to play. Thank you, Martha. And Taz. Uh, yeah, as you know, I was hearing all your cats' stories. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like from a, my own position, my own perspective on life and the way, you know, the way I am. It's kind of hard to kind of like think of a game or character specifically because, you know, like I can't really say what representation is. Um, in terms of like you know but in terms of my observations and from my 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 perspective um i did play a lot of uh like Ma- of course the mass effect games um uh dragon age games uh fallout anytime like i love my open worlds i love my linear heavy storyline games um that allowed for relationships and i think all in all uh i think those kinds of games did a good job maybe that you know everything could always improve and do better on certain things and that's you know that's kind of the goal as we move forward but um i just keep thinking about mass effect and how you can be in you know same uh sex relationships and i think it's interesting because those types of games um they're not heavily relying on uh stereotypes to to uh, like say that this character is you know this male character is gay um one character in the first game is Caden Alenko um you kind of talk to him you learn his story um but he's you know he's not quote unquote in the world in how like memes and jokes and things like that are um in certain light you know he's not stereotypically gay um he's 
he's a he's a bro he's a soldier he gets the job done he's your homie but you can be in a relationship with him if you are male um and you you know get his loyalty up you can go that route um but i think what i'm kind of just thinking about is they're not you know you don't have to use stereotypes to get the character across you can just be a character be this type of person and still also be a part of you know the alphabet mafia be gay you know be all those things without having to fall into the stereotype if you will and there are plenty of characters like that that i find that i'm like it, it was just like oh that person is this interesting would not have called that based on you know how they move or like how their behavior was because that's not like that's not that's not it you know you don't need that they just are and they can be anything they want to be without falling into i'm talking in circles but that's kind of my perspective and what i how i see these things so like mass effect did a great job i feel like um not caving into stereotypes yeah i totally forgot about mass effect that's a great example also, Garrus is Bay. Just saying. Oh, that was going to be my that was going to be my second my next question's answer. Garrus, heck yeah. And I guess I'll add my two sits here at at the end. I think representation in general is very important. Um, to look on a TV screen, video game, cell phone for that matter, and to see someone that you can envision yourself in being, whether it be someone who is a minority or part of the Alphabet Mafia, is important because that's kind of how we can put ourselves in a situation that may be not that great in real life, but again, I can envision myself as this individual because this person can be me. It's the reason why games have mass effect. I can make literally whatever I want to make my character look like because their character creator creator is actually really good. I've seen people literally make a duck person and I'm like, well, that's fun <laughs> but again you can do whatever you want i remember when again the example i'm going to use a lot is going to be black panther people went wild over black panther because that was mm. a representation that wasn't there before before black panther you had what blade as your black male hero and you didn't really get that there and to have that in video games where again whether it be non-binary whether you be anything having that person that you can look at or even create for that matter to say, that's me. That is the person that I want to be, whether it be Pokemon. I'm a Pokemon trainer that beats everybody up and I can look anywhere I want to look, even though you might not have the national decks. And that's another argument for a different day. You can have those experiences that aren't so more than two. Either boy, girl, that's all you get. And if I don't identify as that, you don't get that option. You don't get to, again, fully envision yourself of being that character. So to me, that's why representation is extremely important. And why also my second point to all of this is I would love, and again, I know how you guys really appreciate um, the relationships. I would love some asexuals um, where I don't get, to, I don't have to be in any of you all's relationships. Martha brought this up with um, Stranger, not Stranger Things, that's something else. Uh, life, life is strange. Is strange. <laughs> life is strange, where Chloe's not great, and I killed her the moment I could, but I played through <laughs> two colors. I did. Like, oh listen, God. listen, that, that child didn't make it. Um, <laughs> but through two colors, where you don't really give me an option, and that's the latest Life is Strange, I guess, FYI, where I'm Alex, who is a 
cool individual. And again, they kind of boast that again of saying, hey, look at this queer character. And I'm like, can I be asexual, please, though? And the game doesn't give you really that option. The game forces you towards these two people, one more than the other. And it's like, that's cool. But man, I wish we can just be friends. <laughs> and even when I choose the I just want to be friends option, I'm still being confessed to. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. And then when I get to the end of the game, it's like, well, you kind of have to choose again. And I'm like, but I wait, what? I continually chose to not be with anyone because I would like just to be friends with these people because when you get to the end, your endings kind of make it make you a choice of either you're friends with him or you're friends with her or not friends You're with these other people and you're not friends with the other ones anymore. Because they give you like, this is what your, your life could be like. And it's like, but why am I not friends with those other people anymore? Because I chose the other one. I don't want that choice. I would like for us to just to be friends and, you know, play in a band and solve murders, I guess. <laughs> but cool. I would like that choice. I, again, I think I've ranted about this before. I would like the choice to not romance anyone. I that really... we're just friends. I agree with that. That's one thing that uh, Stardew, as much as I absolutely love and adore Stardew, I hate that when you're trying to build a relationship with somebody, it automatically goes to a romantic one. Yeah, like, I agree with I that. I would mm -hmm. love to be BFFs with somebody and not have my spouse accuse me of like giving them <laughs> gifts. It's like, no, Sebastian, I'm married to you, but I want to give Emily this really pretty gem that I found. Like, come on. And uh, I know a lot of people were one of my um, friends... They're uh, they're non-binary and they're asexual, and they loved that uh, the developer added an option to marry Krobus, the uh, the little like sewer guy, because it is really just a platonic relationship. You're not marrying him. It's just oh hey, we're friends, and you're gonna help me out because I'm a little man. Like it, it's really cute, and they were so happy. But I'm like, it sucks that it had to be a little sewer dweller that got that to happen. Like, I wish <laughs> yeah. I could just be like, hey, I want to make Haley my best friend, but I want to, like, marry Sam. Or even just one way or the other and be like, I want this person to help me on my farm, but I don't want them to ask if we can have a baby every other month. Yeah, when you phrase it that way, you know, sewer dweller, it's like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Macrobus yeah. is adorable, I but it's like, Krobus. oh, but why? <laughs> he smells like, like the sewer. <laughs> yeah. He's a sweet little bean. I want to protect him, but like, it that should also be an option for human characters. Above totally, ground characters. Slightly yes, above. Yes, yes. <laughs> Slightly um, above ground. Oh my god, Sam. <laughs> All right, so let's move forward to something that I am kind of excited about. The LGBT video game crushes and awakenings and or awakenings. Um, let's see, Sarah, I'm pretty sure you have a few here from the critically um, acclaimed. Actually, well, surprisingly, um, I guess not really awakenings. Um, it, game characters never really stood out to me. As a kid, I was very much... Uh, I wasn't really allowed to play many like video games with realistic aspects to it. I was like very much like just a Mario kid. Um, I will say, I kind of I don't know if she was in a Pokemon game because I wasn't allowed to play Pokemon games. But uh, May from Pokemon really did a number on me. I had a big obsession with her, and now I'm sitting there, and I was like, that was 
definitely a big old crush. Um, but you know, newer day, I do love me some Tifa. Um, I do love me. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV does a great job of having lots of simple characters in every gender. Uh, we love Mommy Minfilia and our Bamerick. And thank Daddy, they are all they are all my children. Well, not my children, but my simping objects. I, I meant guess all the way. I'm just saying. Mean. Oh, uh, he he he's he's fine. What? Me 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 me, me and Amrick have a past. It's written into my characters. Uh, okay, see, listen. Backstory. I'm okay with Amrick. I am because I was there, and then I met Emmett, and then I have like this like you know turmoil exchange of who do I like more at times so uh, I, I can Amrick be okay with nothing. this but oh, okay, well, nothing. Not, listen, listen I'm not mad about it because you know what it's less competition for me wow I have I listen okay okay hold on shame I time we can respect each other here you know and like come no, to an understanding no no I was, you can have Emmett because I got Amrick I have a body pillow of this man I have commissioned artwork <laughs> of this man yes it, it's bad it's bad also i i've dropped money on tifa figurines uh lightning from final fantasy 13 did it mm. did a number mm -hmm. it was one of that was actually my first final fantasy game and i was just like all these pink haired girls are so pretty what uh but yeah uh no no big awakenings or anything from video games sadly though they kind of were all crushes once i knew uh, I was by, or was at least decently aware of it, but also just that was a lot of uh, strict upbringings. So thanks, mom. I could have known I was by a lot sooner. Tanny, come Yo. to you. Um, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I know this probably shouldn't be a complicated question, but for me, I feel like it is. Um, <laughs> because like, so hmm. How do I put it this way? Growing up, I I always knew something wasn't quite right gender identifying wise, but naturally, you know, like, I don't know, you know, like, kids are mean, man. Like, kids are really mean. And like, also, I like, you know, being raised in a certain family and, and you know, just different times. Like, I, I guess, like, it was, it was, it was, hmm different in terms of like my personal gender because I wasn't always like I always felt kind of iffy about it it was something was wrong so that kind of hindered a lot of things for me in general but like um at a very early age um I actually dated a female and at the time I you know identified it as like identified as a cis female right and so um <laughs> my church didn't like it very much we'll put it that way um <laughs> besides the point um i i knew very like early on that i was bisexual that's how i identified before um i you know broadened my horizons we'll say um so like i don't know like i've always been like oh man like she's my waifu he's my husbando like i've always been a super weeb so it's always like i we waifu husbando so like i don't know like it's just like I, I I always crushed on whoever I wanted to crush on. I didn't like have like a moment of awakening, let's say, from from any of it. It was like I'll just I'll ship anyone I want to ship. You know what I mean? Like it's so it's always very natural. Um, so like for me, it's like LGBTQIA plus video game crushes, as in someone who identifies within that, or like just like 
something that falls into my alignment because like I'm a pretty complicated person <laughs> and a lot of the times not in a great way when it comes to these type of questions so I feel kind of like uh, <laughs> um I love everyone yay and depending <laughs> on like you know if people really want to put labels on it like I could technically be in a gay relationship or a lesbian relationship or non-binary one. Like if you want to like start going that way and it's like it changes every like day, you know? So I'm like, I don't, I don't want to answer these things anymore. So anyways, <laughs> that's a whole other, you know, story, but I don't know if that answers the question at all or, or even addresses it, but yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate your answer. I do. Oh, thanks, Sam. You're very welcome. And Shannon, do you have any LGBT video game crushes or awakenings? Um, oh man, it's so hard to pinpoint awakening to anything. Video games, movies, TV, like just in general, awkward things I did and was like, oh, that's not, yeah, I'm gay. <laughs> um, I just remember for some reason, because it was like, back in the 8-bit days, um, having this big crush on gym leader Erica in Pokemon Yellow. I think she's in, um, oh, what city is it? The one with the big shopping mall. Uh, fact checking. Oh, shoot. It starts with a C. It's not Cerulean. Not Cinnabar. Celadon. Celadon City. I don't know why. Er, yeah, and then in um, Gold and Silver, the remakes of Kanto, when you could go back to that area, and she was like, slightly better graphics. I was like, oh, like, beat you multiple times. Not in a sex way, but just in a, oh man, <laughs> I want to come uh, hang out with you more. You want to do what? See I'm your sorry? like character avatar. <laughs> you want to do what again? I'm sorry, what? Hmm? No, no. Nope. I understood. We ain't repeating that. <laughs> but anyway, she is like, I don't know. I'm not into plant type, like grass type Pokemon, but that's like her gym type. So I don't know. Something about it. I was really into it. Um, yeah, I think that's just about it as far as what I can recall off the top of my head. Taz, do you have an answer? Uh, Garrus Vicarian, Mass Effect series. <laughs> Freaking Dragon Daddy. <laughs> we stand Dragon Daddies. Is he canonically a dragon? Like, he's canonically, like, well, he's a dragon just, race? That's kind of, well, it's just kind of the closest thing. that I mean, Martha, it's, it's the way he looks. Kind of the... He's the, an alien, okay? The Turians. Alien daddy. The mm. Turians kind of have that look. Don't really know what his body looks like because they kind of they're like a military race. So they're always wearing battle armor all the time. So don't really actually know what his body looks like. But uh, but Wait, yeah. I can't have the sexy times with him. You can. You can. But you can. I can't see the I can't see like the outline. Like, I, I haven't actually like I wanted to actually there's I mean, you can there's a there's a compilation of all of the stop. There's a compilation of all the like the the romance scenes, like the final romance scenes you can find I on YouTube those. of all the games. Those are those are great to to scan through, you know, you know whatever. I mean, um, time stamps. But also kind of awakening, not really not awakening, but like a realization that I've always been into. This is not really like not in terms of like necessarily LGBTQ plus necessarily, but it's like I've I guess 
I, okay, here we go. Uh, Lady D. Lady Demetresque. Okay. Vampire yeah. mommy. Nine, six. Tall. <laughs> holy moly. Um, that Bobby Mavi vibes. Straight up. Straight up. I cried. I apologized to her on stream when, you know, I had to had a killer in uh, Resident Evil 8. Um, but uh, it made me realize that I've always... I mean, I've have I dated shorter chicks? Yes, but I've always been into taller chicks because I'm five five. I'm not the tallest dude, but I've I, I've had relationships with a lot of tall like women who are taller than me, like you know Puppet for example. Um, she I, I'm not speaking for Puppet necessarily, but I from comments she's like I don't want to wear heels because it makes me feel so tall. I'm like please wear the heels. <laughs> Good <laughs> Wait, lord, I'm please. I'm so sorry, but like, are you are you comparing me to this? <laughs> that's that's a wonderful comparison, honestly. That's a compliment. I'm that's a compliment. Please take that Medal of Honor. Like, I really yeah. I own that. I feel so honored right now. Know what your I'll next cosplay that. is going to be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those, those are my two. Those are my two. And Martha, what about you? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a uh, Guitar Hero. Once more, um, <laughs> um, I think Casey Lynch was a was a character that I was like, oh, like I just kept on playing as Casey Lynch, and then once I met, met <laughs> once I found like Pandora, um, yeah, the, I don't know, those were like the two video game characters that just I don't know, just the way that they moved, it was just something in that. Um, and I think it was just like the, the power and the, the confidence. It was just like, whoa, like, I, I hope like I can be as cool as these video game characters. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure they were like based off of like certain like musicians and stuff, but to be able to like have them at your fingertips, <laughs> um, was just I don't know. It was just very. It's a very intimate experience um, to put yourself in uh, in that position, like to be like, "Oh yeah, I get to jam." Like I always love like jamming with people, like playing music t- with other other people, because um, it can be a very like intimate experience. So like to be able to play as Casey Lynch or Pandora, those were like my two bays. I'd always like hate to like have to choose or like um, between the two, but uh, I mean, I didn't really need. Uh, ultimately, I later in life, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really need to choose at the end of the t- at the end of the day. I can just like play as both um, and be happy, happy camper. But uh, yeah, it was those are like the two that stand out for me uh, from a Guitar Hero. Um, two and encore and three so yeah well thank you martha um let's see for me mm, it's more of a respect like i can see this character and like it's like a male character and also just look at the gear saying that's so sad there's just fate to black and nothing else happens i'm so sad by that actually uh dang okay. um, just Mass Effect 2, but you show me the women though. Mm, sexist. <laughs> Anywho, um, so like with crushes and things like that, it was it were really crushes with me. Like it was more of like respect. Like I can see this character and be like, okay, I see why people 
fond over Sephiroth and or Cloud. Like, I, I get that, right? Like I As they should. And I get the, and Sarah, I don't <laughs> think we've ever had this conversation where I am of the firm belief that there should never be a live action Sephiroth because they'll never be as pretty. Amen. Like, just no matter who you get, it'd be like, man, he, he's all right. But he's not my Sephiroth. Shout out to cosplayers. I have seen some get very close. But yeah, hmm. there's there's no doing some pixel men and women justice. You'll have to share some Instagram handles with me, Sarah. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> Please don't go. Well, I was going to say I'm more of a Twitter gal myself. Uh, don't go through Ooh, my Twitter. That's, that's, okay, bye. that's some dark stuff. Right, oh, just no. look through her likes. Look through the likes. Uh, but no, like for me, again, it's, it's a respect. It's looking at a like a very well done character and being like, that's a honestly a well done character. Like I see why, again, people fawn over this again. Like I see the pixel people out there, or even with anime where it's again very well done. Like when you see like a well done character, there's an anime that just finished called Fina, the pirate princess. And like, there's one character that is just around when wind is around. Cause like his hair just flows in the wind for no reason. Like he's talking about something and I'm distracted. Cause I'm like, well, aren't you pretty? Like why, why is his hair blowing for, for no reason? Like nothing's happening. Like, why does he just look fabulous doing nothing? Like he just woke up. Like this, like this is this is what they've done to me. Like I've just I'm distracted by the sub. I'm not even reading the subtitles. I'm looking at him, and to me, like that's what I think is awesome. Like to be able to look at characters of whatever genre you want to have and be like, "Yo, that's awesome. I enjoy that." And that's my view on it. It's just like I respect that design. Like, I respect the way you made this character. Whether they looked like I don't know who's an attractive person. Brad Pitt? People like Brad Pitt still? Sure. People like who looks like Brad Pitt or he looks like someone else. Again, again, Garrus, for that matter, who is again, I'm gonna keep calling him the Lizardy person, where I love his voice. Like I love that voice actor. And again, that leads to me liking Garrus. So it doesn't have to be fully what they look like for me. It's also the vibe I get off that person. Sephiroth has a vibe. Like just does. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> like Cloud also kind of has a vibe, but not not as strong. Not, not as good as I want Sephiroth as a vibe. So for me, that will be my answer on the crutches. Again, my my respect of the male figure, whether they be short or tall, fictional or not. And we'll lead off here with the last question that we have for this podcast, which would be, how would you like to see the future of of the Alphabet Mafia then? That makes me laugh for a second. I'm so sorry. Well, I'm sorry how would you think Alphabet Mafia? I don't know if we've said it at all. Um, that does mean LGBTQ plus. Yeah. I feel like we keep saying Alphabet Mafia. Um, I'm sure yes. they understand. I would hope. And again, if you also think that we are not taking this as seriously as we should, I can personally tell you that we are. Again, I think Alphabet Mafia is cool. Again, I also say LGBTQ plus. If you like, um, again, you can direct any issues towards myself. Um, but again, back to the last question, how would you like to see the future of the Alphabet Mafia, a.k.a. LGBTQ plus in games? Tanny, let's start with you. Yo, how do I want to see it in games? It's like moving forward in the future, yeah? Yes. 
I guess that's kind of a dumb question to ask, but <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, I think I think it was Shannon who mentioned it. It's just like, or I don't know, maybe I don't know. We've been talking for a while now. Either way, someone mentioned that like you know it should be normal, you know, like there shouldn't have to be like a hey, we made our characters queer, check us out. Oh, you know, just to satisfy this community, we've made this one person like a nod to them being, you know, gay or whatever. You know, like, I just, I don't think that's necessary. Humans are diverse. Humans are who they are. Make humans who are diverse and who are who they are. And there's no need to rub that in anyone's face or to, you know, really keep nudging, hey, hey, we're LGBTQIA friendly, you know? Like, hey, and it's like, technically every game should be you know what i mean like but then again this is a perfect world i mean you know like of course it's not gonna happen but i mean it shouldn't even have to be like you know it should just be normal i don't know like it should just be natural that there's a character that you know is non- non-binary and like that's like a real part of their story though like the story is told in a way that actually you know supports who they are as a person and you know talks to their life or you know, if someone's, um, you know, trans, like, you know, just making it a very normal discussion. And like, you know, I don't I, I don't know, like, there's just what someone said, like, you know, it's just like, you know, pointing it out and like, you know, waving it around as the same. I think you said like a two for things like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like having that, hey, we've done this and this. See, we're inclusive. But it's like, why is that even a thought? <laughs> just make mm-hmm. characters for who they are. Like. I don't know. Anyways, but then again, like, I guess, again, I'm more of a just kind of a very easygoing individual who's very blunt and very shameless. And I'm always just like, you know, speaking my mind and, you know, loving everybody. And I just don't understand why people still have this need in the world to, you know, carp. Uh, what is it? The word that I'm looking for? Carpent. Nope. Mm-mm. That's not English. Carpentalize. Compartmentalize. That's the word. I cannot say that word because of my poor English, but that one, like, there's so much need to do that with people. And, like, especially when it's like, you know, in the LGBTQIA community too, it's just like, you know, what letter do you fall under? Like, why? Why does it matter? It doesn't. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you, you, there's, why is this needed? It's, it's not. Just, you are who you are, you know, and that should be represented in the games and the characters too. I think I'm just going around in circles now. And I think I made my my point pretty clear, but I mean, maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's almost midnight for me. So like, you know. Yeah, no, I totally see what you're saying. I, I remember when our family first came out <clears throat> as Polly and like, I don't know, it's like a joke. Like, you know your poly friends because everybody brings, like, they bring it up. Oh, I'm poly. Like, I don't know. It's like what they lead with type of thing. And so, of course, you know, when you first come out, you're like, I want to let the whole world know that this is who I am and this is my relationship. And, like, um, I feel like I need to explain myself, you know? And I still feel like that. I still feel like I have to explain myself because people get very confused. Um, But I had, you know, a mentor of mine... Um, who is, you know, a gay man and um, who has been a wonderful um, father figure in my life. Um, and he said to me, like, you know, don't you don't feel like you have to lead 
with your box. And that always stuck with me. So it's exactly what you're saying, Tanny. Like, you are you. Lead lead with who you are, not the boxes that others have put you in. Yes. Right? I love that. Yeah. So good. Oh, my God. I really love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to seal that saying. I hope that's okay. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. No, that's a fantastic way of putting it. And um, it's funny. I, I'm just going to go on a little bit more of a tangent here. Just a small one. Um, so I was, uh, as many, I, some of you guys know that I'm heavily uh, involved in the mental health sphere, as well as peer support um, and uh, a lot of uh, different, like, group counseling stuff. Um, and there was a discussion, um, surrounding, you know, gender identity and like this absolute need for people to feel like they fit in this box. And it's because of the way society makes you feel like you have to have this box in order to fit somewhere. And it's just like, that shouldn't even be something that's required, right? Like, it's just like, like you said, don't lead with your box. And I think like, one of the big discussions in that group that we were discussing that day was just because like, you know, you're trying to, you you know, you're questioning or you're struggling with your, your gender identity, for example, it doesn't mean that you need to find that perfect box. You know, if you don't have that box, it's okay. You know, like you don't need it, you know? So like the idea of not leading with your box completely diminishes that need to have one in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I love it. But anyways, that's it. And Shannon, let's go to you. How would you like to see the future of the Alphabet Mafia in games? Um, I kind of started talking about it earlier, but I just really enjoyed in Lost Ember when this relationship was revealed to you about this main character. Um, but it was not necessarily on the side, but it also wasn't tokenized or highlighted. It just kind of was. Um, I'm excited for games to just have, I don't know, these things that now have to have labels just to be and just be a part of the world and just be part of stories and characters and not have to have an explanation or an introduction or like anything like that, like to be just the way things are. Um, Because that's also the world we're trying to build, right? But yeah. Here, here. Here, here. <laughs> and Puppet, would you like to go next? Sure. Um, you know, I, I am always searching for and always hoping for good representation of me and what my family looks like. Um, and it's really hard to find, like, in media. Um, I I remember, you know, once I was... I watched Grey's Anatomy because, you know, I'm basic, whatever. I, I'm proud of it. Um, and I was watching Grey's Anatomy, and they had a, a thruple with one woman and two men on the show. And I got so excited. I was like, yes, finally. Like, there is a relationship that mirrors what I experience, and I feel like it's being represented pretty well. Well, by the end of the episode, it was like, oh, no, he's actually just her best friend. There's nothing more than that between these these this these two people. And then the other guy is, like, her husband. And I was, like, I was so disappointed because I'm, I, I don't know. I just, I know we're talking about, here I am apologizing again, <laughs> uh, LGBTQ 
um, plus, um, and that's not necessarily like a, a a relationship orientation. It's more of like a sexual orientation, and I guess I'm I'm speaking more so on like my relationship orientation. Um, I just don't think there's a lot of representation right now of polyamorous people in video games or in movies or shows. Um, and if there are, they're either swingers or they're mm-hmm. sluts or um, they're cheating or they're, it's, it's, um, I don't know who's in charge of PR for the whole poly community, but it's not going well, y'all. <laughs> um, so I just, I really hope in the future we don't have to choose if we like two different characters, we can marry whoever we want and as many as we want, and we can spend as much time and we can give as many gifts to as many characters as we want. Like, I get frustrated because of how, um, yeah, just a, a lot of plots and stories, a lot of, like, I'm just, I'm thinking of Mario for some reason. Like, at the, at the end of Odyssey, like, Peach has to choose between Mario and Bowser. And I love it because she's like, no, I'm not going to choose either of you. Like, but why does she have to choose? Like, I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, okay, I am kind of saying I do think that Peach and Bowser, like, have a thing. I think it's legit. Like, heard. Yeah, that's just me. Um, But, like, why not? Why not have both? Why does she have to choose? And it's like, oh, well, that there's not, it's not as compelling as of a story. (laughs) And that makes me feel like my life isn't compelling enough to be represented enough because <laughs> um, there's not enough conflict or something. It's like, do you understand what it means to have multiple relationships? It means it's more complicated. <laughs> like it's not easier, everyone. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's kind of what I hope for in the future is just um, those boxes. Uh, very similar to what Tani just said, like not having to, I don't know, not being put in boxes and not having to worry about it so much. And just not, I don't know, just be you and love who you love, like, or don't love who you don't love, like, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that's super valid, by the way. You keep apologizing, saying, I know it's not part of this. That's the truth, bro. It's not. Like, <laughs> I just want to point this out. And for all people who are polyamorous, like listening to this, this is my opinion. Everyone's entitled to their own. I say this all the time. But y'all are just as validly a part of this community as any other queer folk out there um and you do deserve representation i have a lot of polyamorous friends who also feel the exact same way puppet as you where it's very poor representation or very negative representation and not actual you know love which polyamory is all about love and just sharing so much love with so many people i i mean from what i've heard and, and from my friends you know like it's just you love who you love like you said you know so don't ever stop stop apologizing and stop saying i know it's not this that is not true but that's my opinion mm-hmm. thank you tanny thank You're you welcome. putting my foot down i also wanted to rant about one other thing um with Ooh. polyamory and in, in culture uh and like, especially, like, in anime and stuff, like, you do see polyamory, right? But usually it's one guy with multiple women, and, like, that's more acceptable for some reason. And as a straight woman with multiple men, like, it's, uh, oh, God, how do I say this? Um, Like, automatically people tend to, like, over-sexualize that relationship or something, or, like, um, it's 
because it makes them uncomfortable. Like to have a strong female presence or to have a female who is in relationship with more than one man, like is, un- it's just uncomfortable. And so like, I just don't see it at all. And I, I am hoping to see more of it because like, I, I'm not the only one. We exist, everyone. Mm-hmm. We're here and we're not kinky. It's just, we love more than one person. <laughs> Um, I mean, we can be kinky too, let's be real, but. uh... I mean. (laughs) But no, and it's kind of sad too that they chop it up and just throw it under the the harem or harem, however you want to pronounce it, category, because it's, uh, you know, again, you do you boo, like tomato, tomato, but like that, that genre, like, it's just like, why is that like such a sexualized genre like like you it's said either it's either like not... sexualized or a joke but yeah, it's in relationships exactly. like that it it, i'm sure there's some that are but they they they're ones that exist and they're serious and they're about love like mm-hmm. there and... needs to be more of that right so that's and my like, beef the whole harem thing like it's it's a it's almost like an ownership and if you know paul if you know uh polyamory at all it's we don't own each other. We are completely independent. That's what that's what it's all about. We're all equals, you know? Like, all of our relationships are equal. Um, they're not the same, but they are all on the same level. And when you use the whole harem thing, it's like, oh, well, they're more important than the rest of everybody else in the polycule because they're the pivot and, like, they they have all the power. It's like, no, that's not how that works. We're all humans and we all have different relationships and I don't have more of a say just because I'm in relationship with more than one person. Um, and I do not own them. They are not, they are not mine. They're not in my harem that I own them. Um, so there you go. Uh, Taz, if you want to jump in, you are more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> yes, Taz. Come on in. Um, water, water is fine. Cool. Yeah, I know. Thank you. No, yeah. Like I, I mean, I don't know. It's it's one of those situations again. It like I don't have a lot to say because I'm not in the position to I'm not and this is not me necessarily apologizing. It's like I it's kind of just my thing. I just try to be more aware. It's like, yeah, I know my place, I know what my thing is. I have my opinions, absolutely, and I will share them if they're asked. Uh but being in kind of I guess you would say in this in our like relationship, it'd be a reverse harem a little bit minus the possessing thing um i'm just kind of going with the flow you know i'm just kind of doing the thing like oh yeah like i'm i married a married woman consensually by everybody and mm-hmm. i think it's hilarious i love i love oh like <laughs> telling people that because people because i because that's just like the way i am i like to blow people's minds unapologetically um whether it offends them or not not my problem um i mean sure it like well, I, I won't do it like out of deliberately, yeah, deliberately just to hurt you. But if you're on a specific side of the fence that hates me or anybody of this, then I'll like I'll blow I'll blow your mind with some facts and some knowledge and stuff. Um, but that's just kind of the position I'm in. And I love it. You know, I put myself there and it wasn't forced. Emily, you know, probably doesn't own me. You know, I'm just kind of just going with the flow. Um and I think it's interesting because, you know, in, in to, to add an extra layer, I would consider myself and, you know, I've had some some conversations, things in turn like to be um, almost like monogamous in a polyamorous relationship. That adds another layer 
um, to it because to me personally, relationships are hard. Relationships are tough. I think that's just a universal thing. That's just not to me, but like I can't imagine myself adding an extra person to my whole relationship life because that's just another human takes work and energy. I'm just trying to play some games and uh, love puppet when I have the energy to, you know, like that's just kind of as a human, that's who I am. Um, I do have my priorities and in, in things like that. Um, so, you know, relationships have all sorts of different kinds of looks, whether it be categorized as poly, um, lesbian, gay, straight. There's a lot of it's, it's just it's like an onion, it's like Shre- the, the great Shrek says it's, you know, layers, a lot of layers um, to that stuff. Um, and that's just my this was my two cents adding on to that. Yeah. Thank you for your two cents. No, I, I also think it's really awesome that you shared that because that's something like someone like me where. I don't hear that very often, Tez, like, you know, being monogamous in a polyamorous relationship. I think that's kind of like a misconception that, you know, a lot of people have is that if you're a part of a polyamorous relationship, then, you know, you yourself, you know, mm-hmm. will be a part of multiple relationships as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, I think that's, again, like I, I'm personally not polyamorous, so I, I, I can't say for certain, but I know that's definitely a misconception that people have had. So I do really like that you pointed that fact out because I think it's something Mm -hmm. very simple that people Mm -hmm. tend to like not even equate to being a possibility, which I think is kind of silly, but. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And next we'll go to Sarah. Hi. Um, I guess actually I have the same to add on that. My friend and I were talking um, because she's polyamorous, uh, just how it's acceptable to have like a partner that, you know, isn't poly. It's not up to the relationship. It's up to the partner um, and the person themselves. and. I, I guess for as far as I'd love to see in the future is just things like that that aren't necessarily placing things in boxes. Um, I love having the options available, but I would love it not to be something like... Um, I think I've heard before where people are saying, oh, well, all the characters in Stardew Valley are bi. And it's, well, you don't know if they're bi. You don't know if they're pan. You don't know what those boxes and representations are. Like I would love for it, I think, as um, a bunch of us were saying before, if it was just something that was normal. Yeah, And that just, it kind of happens and it happens organically and it happens through story building. It isn't just like, this is your neighbor, he's gay. Because yeah. you would never introduce somebody like that in real life. I mean, unless I guess maybe if you're joking around with close friends, but like I wouldn't be there and be like, oh, hey, this is my friend Emily, she's straight. You know, yeah. and I feel like a lot of times with how some of these introductions go, it ends up kind of feeling that way. I know uh, a huge thing that Stardew did, I believe it's with Leah, her partner is whatever gender you are. So it was a cool thing that people were realizing that, oh my gosh, if my character's female, Leah's old partner was female. So it was a kind of sly, like, okay, like, you know now that she had a previous relationship with a woman. And just little hints like that, little tricklings in and not just a well you can marry this person because they are looking for a girlfriend in like some strange courting manner and honestly like it shouldn't be that way even for like straight couples i feel like a lot of times those farming games that i love so much will sometimes be like these are all your bachelors pick one marry one but that's not all there is to it and Mm. having those Mm -hmm. other options whether it be something poly where you can have you know multiple relationships or an asexual relationship where you just help each other out on the farm or, you know, some sort of mix. Maybe you just date everybody and they'd like, you know, and you just kind of go through the cycles and the motions and it's, you know, it 
there needs to be more options, I guess, for especially like those cozy games. There's so much room. But I would also really love to see rep in bigger games. Like EA is stepping forward to do things like pronouns is awesome. I would love to just see more, I guess, openness and listening to the community and like what people need in those bigger games and not just relying on modders or relying on imagination. I think that would be really ideal just let 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 the games be free let them be loose and like on that note too where i said like rep uh make sure like all you dev teams out there that might be listening please hire people that aren't just like you Mm -hmm. uh make sure you're Mm -hmm. you know getting viewpoints from other people i know emily was talking one time about how um she loves the dynamic of Game Raven because, you know, we have females, we have minorities, we have people that are disabled that are in the LGBT community that are people of color. So it's like really nice to kind of get the feedback from all those groups um, and calling y'all out. I know many gaming companies just tend to have that like surface level, but it's really all the, the big kahunas behind the scene. Um, so just make sure you're taking those folks into consideration because... It'll it'll mean more than you think. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody asking me or like pointing that out to me because I didn't even like realize that most of yeah. us were male, you know. And um, they were like, "How did you do it?" And I was like, "How did I do what? I don't know. These are just people that I know." And because I'm a sexual minority in the industry, I just happen to be around other people, and I've opened myself up to friendships with people who are not like me, like. Mm-hmm. And I, we just don't see that very often. So, um, yeah, that. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Sarah. I uh, we need to look out for each other, and we need to promote each other, and we need to, um, yeah, start um, creating more spaces for for everyone, you know. And um, I think honestly, the I mean, we can go. This is a whole different conversation, oh, <laughs> a yeah. whole different podcast for sure, but. Thank you for bringing that up. And I, I think we're going in a really great direction and it's all yeah. intertwined. It's all connected, you know, like oh, for sure, all of it. So, yeah. Like, I just wanted to say really quick, like um, it was uh, one of the panels um, said it uh, at PAX and I think it was like, was it women in gaming or was it, I forget which one it was. It was one of the, you know, uh, sexual minority panels at, at PAX uh, West that happened uh, and someone on the panel said, you know, it's absolutely amazing that we're having these kind of panels now in the gaming industry, but it's also super sad that this needs to happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that really sat with me because I'm like, yes, it's fantastic that we're getting like, you know, that it's happening. Knowledge is getting out there. People are, you know, feeling more educated and more open to, you know, learning and that kind of thing. But then at the same time, why do we even need to do this? Like, mm-hmm. why is this a thing? You know, like, mm-hmm. why are women still like not, you know, represented and well, like, you know, appreciated in this industry? Like, hello, this is 2021. And, and that's where we're stuck still. <laughs> like, I just, on top of everything else, it's just like, it's it's great, but it's at the same time, like, wow. Humanity, step up, please. It's a step, but they need so many more steps. Mm-hmm. Bigger steps. Jumps. Then the leaps, though. And the leaps, though. Yeah. Yes. Well, last but certainly not least, Martha. 
yeah, on the subject of leaps, um, I just wanted to, I guess, bring to light the, um, just like the character of Kirby and the, the, the powers that Kirby has and, um, and can acquire just like, I guess, uh, looking at it in a way of like, oh, Kirby can, you know, try, you can try it all. Like you can explore and, um, and, and be whoever you want to be and, and, um, and, Kirby creates like a safe space for for people, um, and is <laughs> kind of contains space, um, and is soft and and you can hit Kirby so many times and Kirby will still be like super happy, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like uh, Japan like made Kirby like non-binary so there was never any like assigned gender for their character and I thought I think that that's like a really um you know a great step like that I guess the the gaming industry took when they made that particular character and and hoping Mm -hmm. that you know it can maybe borrow borrow that moving forward and you know seeing if there's there's ways that you can just apply it to other, you know, uh, everyday tasks or, or uh, yeah, different other different games. So yeah, just wanted to to bring that up. What about Ditto though? Ditto. I feel Ditto. I too have those soulless, no thoughts, head empty eyes. Oh. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up Pikachu. <laughs> um, you know, Nintendo again, like. There was a hot minute when um, everyone thought that Pikachu didn't have gender, but then then they started gendering or sh- or showing a physical difference between a female Pikachu Pikachu and a male Pikachu because before there was no indication. So I got really excited. I'm like, "What is Pikachu actually female or like non-binary?" But then they then they ruined it, and I was like, "Ah, okay, fine." Then, then you get Pichu, and that just ruins all those like oh, first hundred. Oh, but Pichu po- is so episodes. cute. It's worth it. Pichu and Sephiroth are best friends. Oh, I I, yes. I can elaborate on that further if needed after the podcast. Yes, and I have <laughs> right. to say, with so, Ditto, um, as a polyamorous person, you know, go Ditto. You know, you can breed with whoever you want. You can be whoever you want. Like beautiful. <laughs> And that will be the end of the podcast for this week. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to the Game Raven Review podcast. I have been your host, Sam. You can find me on all the social media under at Sam Said It DFW. And Puppet, where can they find you? I am Puppet Master N. That's Puppet Master E N. And you can find me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram all the places um i am however after this podcast um going to be cloistering for um a while a couple weeks um so you will not be seeing me on any of the socials or um twitch i have a lot of big changes happening so and i have the rare opportunity in my life to take days off and not be on the interwebs so i'm going to take it and uh it's gonna be really good so anyway you won't be able to find me for a while but i will be back and like a phoenix i will come Mm. forth as a beautiful flame and fire go team valor that's all (laughs) hey Uh, 
Hey. See, yeah, that kick made it all the not way back around. It. I like that. I like that. I love Just it. Just not having it. Hater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can say the same about y'all. Just saying. And now to Sarah, where can they Hi. find you? Uh, nowhere, because I am uh, just an enigma right now. Uh, you can find me on Game Raven Reviews Twitter. Uh, that is honestly where I am most relevantly active right now, and I also do not need anybody stalking down my Twitter after some previous conversations. So I am just a little bee. Tanny, where can you be found? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch, uh, Tanyers, uh, as well as um, Instagram, Tanyers, and TikTok, Tanyers. That's T-A-N-N-Y-E-R-Z. And then on the YouTubes and the Twitter, it's uh, Revel Geekdom. You can type on that in and find me that way. And Jen, would you like to share your social media with us? Um, sure. So I don't have any gaming media at this time. Um, I am an artist. I'm super interested in game art and like actually with Puppet and Game Raven, there's some exciting stuff in the works art wise. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Direpus. So you think of like Direwolf, Dire Puss cat thing so d-i-r-e-p-u-s-s um yeah that's me she's really good you guys can't wait to see it yes she just was doodling during this podcast and it looks amazing (laughs) martha um you can find me on instagram and facebook at martha makabare music that's m-a-r-t-h-a M-A-C-A-B-A-R-E music. Yeah. I'm also on YouTube too. Very nice. And Taz. Uh, yes, you can find me at TazTDevil3 on all of the social meds. Um, I haven't been streaming lately. Uh, hopefully starting the new year. Um, but I post a lot of silly tweets and TikToks and all sorts of stuff. So please feel free to follow me there. I'll make you laugh, I promise. Better keep that promise. I will. And as always, you can find us on Twitter and Twitch at Game Raven Review and our website, GameRavenReview.com. And also join our server. Have a fantastic week. And until next time, goodbye.